Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Down in Scottsdale, including a lot of talking at the general manager's meetings. Joining us right now, Katie Wu, who covers the Cardinals for The Athletic and one of our great friends of the station and the show and in life. Katie, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, my friend. So nice to hear from three of my favorite people. How are you guys? We're doing wonderfully. Good. We're just trying to figure out what the Cardinals said yesterday. <laughs> our, our assumption, uh, I think we all agree, is that John Mozeliak intimated that the Cardinals are going to start next season with a payroll similar to what they started last season with. Is this correct or incorrect, Katie? Oh, yeah, Randy. Talk about figuring out the Cardinals join the club. <laughs> um, so, so full disclosure here, I wasn't there for Mo's comments to the media yet, so I can't speak to those comments in real time. But obviously followed up, you know, with GM meetings unofficially kicking off yesterday. And my understanding of those comments is when you look at the Cardinals, they were on track to have a $200 million payroll if they added at the trade deadline last year. Now, of course, they did not, so their payroll went down. I think, just again, talking to people, I, again, I wasn't there for the, the, the actual quote, but talking to people on what that meant and what was being portrayed was that Mo expects the Cardinals to again be in play for a $200 million payroll. Now, that would be the highest payroll in the franchise's history. Would it be enough to satisfy the demands of the fans? That's a different story. It would leave the Cardinals about $40 million to play with this offseason. I personally do not see $40 million being the, the huge three free agent starting pitcher splash that we've seen kind of being demanded by the fan base. It's a little bit less than I thought it was going to be, but I don't see the Cardinals, you know, not spending. It's just probably, like we said, not going to the extent that the city, the fan base wants it to be. So then after hearing that, my assumption would be that it would be hard to be able to get a guy like Yamamoto or even an Aaron Nola when you're looking at how you're budgeting things. And we know that the comments were about having three starting pitchers. But now that we have what Mo said about kind of what they're looking for budget-wise, what is your expectation of the type of starting pitcher they would get and who do you think would be more likely in that frame? I still think they're going to, you know, be in play for Nolan and Yamamoto or Nola and Yamamoto. I don't think they're going to sign either one. I don't even know if Nola's going to leave Philadelphia. I mean, I'd be more inclined to think that he would stay there. I still see the Cardinals as the best suitors for Sonny Gray. And I think, you know, when you look at the, the overall free agent market and who the Cardinals could get, Sonny Gray is probably in that second tier. I do think he'd be a fantastic you know, number two in a rotation. I think he would certainly help, but I also understand the gripes that fans would have of him not being enough because when you have a front office that says we need three starting pitchers, you would hope that those three starting pitchers really move the needle. I think Sonny Gray would do that, just probably, again, not to the extent that fans want. Um, you know, again, with the conversations that Mo had yesterday and, of course, following up with them, 
it seemed like adding three starting pitchers via free agency was always going to be tough. So there is a chance the Cardinals can work a trade. They have such significant depth, especially, you know, coming up that I like to call them the so right on the cusp of the AAA guys, you're looking at Burleson, Baker, those guys. If you put a package deal with a headliner with somebody already on the major league roster, I think they can find some pitching there. But it's still really hard for me to think the Cardinals will outbid any of the major markets for the top free agents because they've just never done that before. So if the Cardinals are only going to get Sonny Gray and, and let's say they are unable to find a deal via trade, do you see some of these younger pitchers coming up and having a role? Maybe uh, Takoa Roby, obviously, last year, and, and Dakota Hudson, Zach Thompson, but maybe a McGreevy and Graceffo. You know, I don't want to count any of these guys out because they're so young in their careers, but if the Cardinals are starting opening day in April and any one of those guys, with the exception of Zach Thompson, I do think he could probably be a formidable number five, but any one of those guys are in the starting rotation, something has gone wrong for the Cardinals. It would be the same story that we've seen, you know, the last – three, four winter. And I am under the impression, maybe I'm delusional, who knows, that a 91 loss season would change the the structure of how this front office operates. I understand you can only spend what ownership is giving you, but relying on your, your depth talent, AAA, your unproven talent, and a year that's supposed to launch yourself back into contention, well, I think that's pretty much the same thing as what the Cardinals did last this year, and we saw how that turned out, guys. So, again, I'm not out on any of these younger guys, but I do think in an absolute, especially what I've already said, must-win season next year, counting on your unproven depth is not a feasible move. Katie, based on your reporting, where does the Yadier Molina returning to the organization situation stand? Yeah, you know, it's it's exciting when you see Yadier Molina linked to the Cardinals in any capacity, especially knowing that he could be on the coaching staff. I still think both sides are very interested. It's taking a little bit for the Cardinals to finalize their coaching staff. Whether or not this has anything to do with Major League Baseball getting rid of the uniformed contracts for teams and leaving contracts for coaches up to each individual team, I'm not sure. Um, The Cardinals, like I reported in the end of the season, weren't necessarily looking to subtract from their coaching staff. They're looking to add to it, whether that means they create a position for Yachty or roles get reassigned. I'm not sure. Um, But it does sound like, you know, Turner Ward, Dusty Blake, all those guys are coming back. Ollie Marmel, of course, going to be the manager next year. I could see Yachty having a role with the day-to-day operations, but I'm sure fans are, are getting kind of anxious to get this done. I would be surprised if this takes much longer, but we'll see, obviously, these things, especially when you're working with someone, uh, you know, who's such high status as Yadier Molina, can take some time. Katie, also, it looks like, according to reports, that Heim Bloom will be coming over to the Cardinals as an advisory role. What do you think that he would be able to bring to the Cardinals organization? That's a good question. I think if those reports end up coming to fruition, it would just bring an outside perspective. And, you know, when we look at the Cardinals, they've obviously had their success. This is no knock on the front office, obviously, minus 2023. But an outside perspective wouldn't hurt. The Cardinals are an insular organization in almost everything that they do. Sometimes you can get a little caught up in in your own routine and the own ways you've established and fall behind. We've seen that, for example, with how they evaluate swing and miss in a pitching staff. They were one of the last teams to kind of embrace that that strategy and look where they are now. I think an outside perspective allows different opinions, different voices, and just a fresh look. And after such a disastrous season last year, that's kind of maybe what the Cardinals need. I mean, I think Randy Forrest does an excellent job. Um, It's surprising to me that Moises Rodriguez hasn't gotten more looks as, you know, a potential – fit in other front offices 
But I do think that a, a fresh perspective, an outside look, would be beneficial for the Cardinals because, let's face it, guys, they're they're really behind the times in how they've developed their baseball strategy over the last few years, and maybe an outside look will help them there. Katie, the Cardinals uh, told us we were going to have a press conference after the World Series. We're still waiting on that press conference. Is there one in the works? And if not, do do the front does the front office understand the frustration of fans when they say one thing and then they do something different? Yeah, I would not hold your breath for an end-of-season press conference. Um, Thank you for that. <laughs> you know, I, when we first I, – I see why the the organization, you know, they were like, well, what do you want us to do? Come out there and say we can't answer that? Could we, you know, because it would be a, a look to 2024 press conference and they wouldn't necessarily be able to give anything away. And the, the counter-argument is it's not necessarily what you can and can't answer. It's how you answer in any way and just show up for the fans. I mean, this was a historically bad season. Yes. And I think fans deserve some sort of recognition or, you know, hey, we're here from the front office. And it doesn't look like they're going to get that in this end of your press conference. Um, but I will say the Cardinals front office has been available here for the media in the general manager's meeting. So maybe we'll have a different kind of a press conference. Maybe it'll just be different reporting. But I certainly understand fans' gripes and frustrations with not having a wrap-up to a horrible season. I understand not wanting to relive 2023 by any means, but I still think for the sake of accountability, there probably should have been something. Katie, one last thing. You would think, based upon the conversation that we've had for the last few minutes, that the Cardinals will need to make a deal or two if they want to supplement their rotation and their bullpen. And that's one of the things that the general manager's meetings allow, is for GMs to lay the groundwork for deals that ultimately take place in uh, during the winter meetings in December. Would you anticipate that the Cardinals will be heavy into the trade market, too? You know... I think that's hard to say, Randy, because I think they're going to give free agency their best shot. You know, I think they're going to go and see what they can do to sign a pitcher early, kind of ease everybody's frustrations, both within the organization and outside of it. But I can see the Cardinals, again, swinging a trade. It just depends on, you know, if you're going to swing a trade to get a starting pitching, which every or a starting pitcher, which every organization wants, you're going to have to give up something good. And while the Cardinals have plenty of talent, that's not a problem here. Um, it's It's a matter of who are they going to potentially lose, and will that deal come back to bite them? And, you know, past trends would indicate yes. So Hmm. I I think they have to identify who they feel the most comfortable losing, and that's not going to be an easy decision. I mean, we look at this this trio of Nolan Gorman, Tommy Edmund, Brendan Donovan. Those are all three players that teams in contention would love to have. There are also three players the Cardinals love to have. So how do you make the argument to keep two, lose one? You know, you can make an argument for all three. You can make an argument for all three staying. I think it's, it's going to be really difficult. It just depends on who the Cardinals target as someone they want. You know, we know they want young, controllable starting pitching, but they're going to have to give up a lot, and it just kind of depends on if Mo can get past his, this is the word he uses often, few points to make him, you know, to make the Cardinals do that trade. We'll see. I do think, though, that the the avenue they'll start in will be free agency and trades would be the next thing. For those that aren't aware of it, Katie Wu is a grad of Arizona State University. So down in Scottsdale, if you're taking the gang out for fun, whether it's a a place or a club or dinner, where's the place where Katie Wu says, this is where we got to go? Oh, Brady, I would never step foot in a club. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm a, I'm a big Old Town Scottsdale advocate. It reminds me of my youth. Unfortunately, you guys, in typical Katie Wu fashion, I actually left my ID at the airport in St. Louis. So no club action for me okay. this week, but perhaps it's for the better. You know, I, this is a work trip. You can do it for me because of the way the Cardinals are acting. Just go to Rehab Burger Therapy and give me a little, uh, get, a, get a little rehab for both of us. You know what? I can probably do that. <laughs> All right. Have a great time. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. That's Katie Wu from The Athletic on 101 ESPN.